Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, Joe McCall here. How you doing? I'm going to play for you an interview on this podcast that I just did, but I did it over the phone with one of my coaching students. So the audio isn't that great. I apologize. I was on my Bluetooth driving in my car and I just, he was telling me about a deal. And I said, man, I got to talk to you about this deal. So cool. It was a, you know, he was doing regular marketing, um, didn't realize it was a commercial deal, but still refused to quit or give up and said, you know what? We can still maybe make a deal out of this. We can still turn this lemon into lemonade and made a cool $8,000 up front, created a $4,000 note. And I think you will get inspired by this little story and you're also going to learn something. So I wanted to share it with you. And chances are you, um, (laughs) I was asking him questions thinking uh, after I asked it, like, oh, that's a stupid question. So you'll probably catch, catch on faster than I did (laughs) on some of these things that we talked about. And you'll see what I mean when we're talking about it. So hopefully the audio is good enough. You can understand it. Uh, Jack's doing some really cool things. And I wanted you to, you know, just be inspired here. A little simple story. He's doing these deals from the middle of Montana. I love Montana. And if he can do it, guys, I'm telling you, anybody can do it. And so we've got some real good advice in there about how to keep things really simple. The power of the phone, right? The power of follow-up. So check it out, listen to it, and I hope you enjoy it. Listen, if you want some help on your own, if you want some help with your business, if you're looking for a coach and a mentor, go ahead and go to joemccall.com slash coaching, joemccall.com slash coaching, or just go right to my application page at coachjoe.net. And fill out a little survey there. We'll get on the phone with you and talk with you, see if you're a good fit, and see what we can do to help you. And I think you're going to um, you're going to be you're going to be I'm going to say blessed by this little story. I think it's going to be real good. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you. Bye bye. All right, how you doing, everybody? This is Joe McCall from the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast and Wholesaling Lease Options. I want to do a quick little interview here with one of my coaching clients. His name is Jack Ryan. Yes, that's his name. Jack Ryan. (laughs) How you doing, Jack? (laughs) Good, Joe. How are you doing today? Excellent. Uh, Jack, you live in one of my most favorite states in the entire union. And uh, I love Montana. Where Where do you live out there? I live just outside of Billings, a little ways west of Billings closer to big timber beautiful there when we were out there camping a few years ago uh, we were gone for like three months in our motorhome and uh saw a billboard it showed a, a cowboy looking at the montana skyline and the sign said and this is why they're so quiet <laughs> or this, or this is why this is why they don't talk very much or something like that the cowboys are supposed to be the strong silent type you know <laughs> that's right that's right well it's, it's also because they're usually way out on the range and if they're going to talk they're talking to themselves reciting a poem or they're talking <laughs> to their cattle <laughs> right, uh, but it, yeah 
The sky is bigger in Montana. It really is. So we were yep. gonna, I wanted to talk with you about this deal as a commercial deal. Sure. You weren't even looking for a commercial deal. You made a nice little tidy profit on this thing. Uh, can you talk mm-hmm. about what, what kind of marketing were you doing for this? My marketing was simple. I uh, perused the Craigslist ads and uh, came across uh, an ad that just, for whatever reason, just struck it. I had to make a phone call on it and find out a little bit more about it. It ended up being a realtor was throwing her advertisement into the Craigslist, and and we started talking about how she had a failed transaction go through. And uh, as I dug into it deeper, I could I could tell there was some distress. So was and this a rental? Listening. Was this a rental ad in Craigslist or a for sale ad? It was it was for sale. It was a for sale. And all right. Uh, it was it was interesting because it was located in a little town that uh, I, listen this this little town is out in the middle of nowhere on your on your way between Billings and Bozeman. It was up for sale, had a nice frontage on it. But I, what I heard more than anything else is I heard a uh, distressed issue in her description of the transaction, and so I, I talked to her about it, figured out uh, what was going on. And uh, we had to rescue it basically out of foreclosure, which I negotiated and uh, found a tenant that was interested within the same town, basically by hanging an ad out on Craigslist. And within two days, I had an answer back. And the gentleman was out of Vegas, and he said his aunt and uncle ran the uh, local restaurant close by, and they wanted to expand. As we talked a little bit more about it, I explained that we need to uh, maintain control on this, and the best way to do that was with a lease and a lease purchase option. So he had no idea what I was talking about. After a brief discussion, we talked about it, and he understood it and went through it right from there. It, It turned out to be a nice little transaction. We rescued it out of foreclosure. I used his money. It was about $12,000 difference. It was a $12,000 difference. They used $4,000 to rescue it out of foreclosure and okay. claimed a $4,000 note from him at the end of that because it also dropped his payoff down 4000 from the foreclosure. So all of it was part of a, a last-minute, last-day negotiation from the seller-owner finance, uh, which I wouldn't have had any idea had I not just picked the phone up and made the phone call off Craigslist and then just listen to the realtor explain the situation yeah. and ask a, a couple of key questions is all. And uh, now, work with you, it from there. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, was this a commercial property? Is that what you were saying before? It is. It is. Interesting. Empty, okay. empty so, commercial property. Yep. And um, so this was a, was it a listed property or was it just for sale by owner? I know a realtor was involved. I'm assuming it was listed, right? It, it was. It was listed. It was on the MLS, as I found out later. But uh, she also put it on Craigslist, crisscrossed it that way. And uh, this one okay. particularly, this one particularly came through. Uh, it was just reaching the end of the contract. I mean, it was almost an expired listing, is what it was coming down to. And the day that I negotiated it. And and saved it. It was technically expired by one day. It doesn't matter. 
the fact was is that uh, the seller that was the owner, no seller, carry financing, was ecstatic that I could put a tenant into it. And what spoke louder than anything else is that we could forward out some cash from what the tenant was putting down. And that, that so, saved the deal for everyone involved. So you was your your offer was not to buy it, but your offer was to at least purchase it from the seller, right? It was. Uh, we purchased it from the seller, negotiated a contract a little bit higher for the tenant. Uh, he was more than happy to pick it up. This deal turned around to be, it could have been, Oh, I could. If I had more time, I could have probably wholesaled it, necessarily wholesaled it. But there was no time, and it was just a, a negotiating exit strategy that the lease option came into effect, and it worked out perfectly on this property. Okay, so were you to be commercial? You know, so I see commercial or residential. It works just the same, and it worked very well. Nice, nice. So, did you do a sandwich lease option with the seller? and then use the tenant buyer's money to get it current. Is that right? I did. I, I put a contract on it to purchase, and then it negotiated directly with the tenant to exercise that, that option with him. So ah, okay, uh, okay. once I... So now... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the tenant buyer is living in it now, and they have a lease option contract with the owner. Yeah, again, it's a commercial, so the tenant's not living in it, but the tenant is, okay. the tenant was coming, the tenant was coming to utilize this property. Again, it's commercial, okay. and they're going to expand on his aunt and uncle's, uh, restaurant. I got it. Ownership okay. business. Yeah. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a little slow. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Okay. So you're out of the, you're out of the picture now. You're not responsible for anything. I am out of the picture. Very good. And uh, so the, te- the the tenant buyer had the money to put down on the property, and they had the um, how much did they put down on the home? Can you explain that again? They did. They uh, they put down twelve thousand dollars towards the purchase. I used part okay. of that twelve thousand dollars and negotiated a a save on the foreclosure that was going to happen to forward that in an agreement to forward that to the, it was a seller carry financing. Yeah. And I contacted the, I contacted the owner of the note and they were ecstatic that we would be able to forward out some cash to them immediately. And for that purpose, they would extend, they would extend it and stop the foreclosure and extend the sale. Understanding, understanding that we had a tenant that was coming in to purchase and the tenant was, Pre-approved and and looked very good on paper. Had uh, you know, had the background with his payroll stubs and and uh, that looked very promising. So everything everything moved very quickly once uh, once all that hit. Now you created a note. What was the note for? The note was out of the twelve thousand. It took four thousand dollars and gave it immediately to extend that contract for foreclosure was going to happen that day. We extended that out 60 days with the intention to go ahead and if, um, let's say at the end of 60 days, the bank says we need three or four days or a week to schedule this closing and financing. We put all that into an agreement with the owner carry of the note. And the owner carry said, that's perfect. You give us $4,000, we know you're real. So I took out of the 12000 4000 went to the owner carried, they extended it 60 days, and the tenant simply said 
you know, we arranged that uh, upon the purchase of execution of uh, buying that property, he was just paying me off of the other 4000 That was owed. Because the seller carry, the seller carry notes started out at one price, but when we gave her $4,000, she lowered it $4,000 for the payoff amount. So I never okay. had to use any of my own money. It was all the tenant, and it was all agreed upon all the way through just how it was being utilized. So beautiful. I got $8,000 deposit up front and a $4,000 note coming at the purchase date. Which will be when? Which will be within 30 days. Nice. That's a fantastic deal. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And and if it doesn't happen, well, you lost that money, but I mean, it wasn't what did you really lose? Yeah, the four thousand. The four thousand would technically be gone. The eight thousand, yeah. though, is, is profit right now. I won't lose it. I won't lose it because you know I put him in touch with a couple of local community banks, and they're all over it. He is actually picking this up after the negotiation. He's picking this up for less than fifty cents on the dollar. That's a that's a very good very good buy for a commercial property. Okay, so you didn't mark up the price from the you had a under contract on the A to B, and you just kind of transferred that contract to the B to C to the end buyer. Because you didn't. I did. Yeah, you didn't did. mark I it up. The, I did mark it up. I did mark it up oh, from A to B. It was one price. I marked it up $12,000, and I they see. jumped on it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. <laughs> this is a, yep. a very creative thing. I mean, most investors would have just looked at this and said, oh, it's too confusing, and I don't know what to do. I, it's commercial property. Oh, that scares me. I can't do anything with it. Well, it's, <laughs> you know? it, it, it's yeah. It, it, well, it, you know, to me, uh, listening to your course and as you as you explained in your courses, it, it's very straightforward. It's just numbers from A to B, B to C, but with the lease option. Yeah. And I made an offer. They took it, and I made a, a bigger offer. I understood from the beginning when we saved this thing. I said, there is a lot of equity in this this house. This is a very savable deal. They just had to find a tenant that was ready to move, and they found a tenant. Once you have a tenant that proves up the cash and uh, has the background, which he did for the ability to purchase it within that 60-day time period, that was done. To me, it was a nice. done deal. So nice. And it wasn't. It wasn't just me. I, after I got the application, we talked to a couple of local bankers and and cleared it with them, and they said they'd be very interested in talking with about financing it. So. Uh, it's just a matter of you know networking and putting that together and push a button here or there and get the get the application moving. Very cool, very cool. And this was a deal in Montana. You did it all over yeah. the phone. It sounds like. Did you have to go look at the property? No, no, I never did. Never have seen the property personally. Beautiful. And uh, yeah. I heard you say before too that you're doing deals in other states as well, right? Yeah, I can do I do deals in uh, Colorado and Wyoming. I've done them into uh, Nebraska, so we can do we can do deals all over. It's just it a matter good. of uh, following your following your protocol and, and discipline to just get on the phone. I I personally like to get on the phone, and if I can get the right person on the phone, then I can talk to them and listen to see what uh, what the situation is, and then walk them through. Go, go figure. Who would have thunk that you could? <laughs> Do deals by just picking up the phone and calling people and talking to people. 
<laughs> yeah, you can, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching myself here to uh, work throughout the rest of your uh, your program to get some VAs involved and asking those same questions. But it's great practice for me to go ahead and make sure I'm asking the right questions. Then I can pass it on to the VA to ask those same questions. And if they answer them a certain way, I can see that right away when it comes back to me. I know which yeah. I know which ones to call right away. So are you doing much direct mail or are you just picking up the phone and calling people from Craigslist? Uh, I am doing zero direct mail right now. So I need to uh, I need to instill a program to do some direct mail and, and put some VAs to work. Yeah, but we said earlier that you're averaging about two deals a month. When we yep. talked about this before we started recording, you're averaging about two That's, deals a month. Yep. Not That's spending right. any money on direct mail from beautiful Montana in a couple different markets. And all you're doing is yep. just talking on the phone. I don't know if you need to do direct mail. I mean, maybe you could if you wanted, but you're, you, you have a larger net profit on these deals because you don't have the overhead of uh, direct mail. Well, that's that's probably true. I mean, it's just uh, I give up I give up time for money or money for time. So it's a matter of if I spend a little bit more money, uh, hopefully I'll create some time time difference on that. So uh, it's just yeah. a matter of I think a balance in there that if I want to close four deals, uh, put some VAs to work, or if I just want to trade some time for money, then put some VAs to work. Still close two deals and have more time, or maybe I can close four and have more time. So. And that's yeah, why I enjoy well, about listening to your podcast and listening to you uh, do some teaching because I can incorporate a little bit of that and see what works. Well, I think people are going to be learning something just from this call right now, learning about how to just how powerful the phone is. Just just picking it up and talking to people. People get afraid of the phone; they think it's a cactus. And I can I tell you this, and and I think you figured this out, Jack. You, Sales is the million-dollar skill, isn't it? Learning how to talk on the phone. It is. It is. And uh, learning how to talk, I'd say, number one, is just learn how to listen to them. Ask the question yeah. and, and just listen. You know, listen to see what it is that's that's motivating them. What What is the situation here? So when I got through and got done listening, the real motivation behind this was that uh, transaction failed and they were running out of time. They were having a note that was ballooned. At the end of that balloon time, they had very little time to get moving. So uh, that's just a matter of your marketing uh, for buyers, putting that into play and um, getting after it. So once I marketed for buyer, I had a I had a buyer come back you know, within two days. So now yeah, now talk like about that. Pick, what kind? I of, like to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That what kind of marketing do you do for the buyers? Let's talk about that. Well, my marketing is pretty simple. When I put it on and we have a, a homes for sale, whether they're in Montana or Colorado, I'll put up, uh, find out. On this particular property, I had a commercial property in a small town on the Yellowstone River that uh, was up for sale. The Yellowstone River was the draw. There's no doubt about it. You know, when people know Montana, they know the Yellowstone River cutting across the state. That was oh, yeah. the draw. And I started, I started getting some hits on that. And um, sorted them out very quickly. But when I got a gentleman that called up from Vegas and he asked, he asked about it, and uh, it was just a hit. 
and we just immediately took off. So you have to, to me, you have to answer that phone. That was, that was key is I wanted to make sure I answered the phone and screen right through them. And it really, I probably answered the phone 10 or 12 times before yeah. I got that, before I got someone that was actually uh, going to be a real buyer. So, you know, people want, people don't want to talk on the phone, right? They make sellers and buyers jump through a bunch of hoops. They, they try to make them go to a website or they try to make them listen to a long voicemail. And there's a place for that. But that, that time that you're saving, right, by not talking on the phone, you're actually yeah. losing. You're actually losing more time than you're actually saving because how many times did you, and this is a teaching lesson for everybody listening to this, how many times have you guys, like, called somebody because you wanted to do business or you wanted to see a house or you wanted to do something and you got a voicemail, right? And it took them uh, more than a day, maybe a couple days to call you back. How likely are you to ever want to do business with somebody like that? You're not. And I see this yeah, over he, and over and over taken, again, Jack. Go ahead. He, he, would have, he would have lost this deal had I not picked the phone up and talked to him. Uh, within two more days, I had another buyer. So uh, that buyer, that buyer might have lost the deal, or I might have been spending my time with the wrong buyer who mm-hmm. might not have qualified as well. A lot of things could happen. So I like to pick the phone up and screen through them myself and find out who's very real, asking the asking the right questions to make sure that we have a, a valid buyer. You know, are you willing yeah. to give us your pay stuff so we can verify your income? You know, what have you been doing the last few years? You know, what is their stability? Right. Things like that. And, and then you can tell, you can tell someone's coming off the street. You just wishes they could buy it versus someone who says, no, I'm, I've got this. This is what I earn. This is what we're using. You can tell very quickly on the phone who's, who's very sure. real. So, sure. and that's, and I you, guess, I don't know if that comes with experience, but you'll never know unless you get on the phone and start talking with people. Go figure. Go figure. I, I harp on it all the time. And that's one of the last things that you should outsource is the phone. Um, the fastest way to a deal, the fastest way to money is through the phone. Uh, I have, I know one guy, uh, I was just telling the story the other day on a podcast. Whenever he needs money, he has a list of two or 300 investors, wholesalers, property managers, realtors, he goes to that list and just calls every single one of them and asks them a real simple question. Do you have any houses that you're trying to sell? Or are you looking to buy any houses? And inevitably, by the time he gets through that entire list, he finds somebody who has a house they want to sell and somebody who has a house they want to buy. And he puts them together there you go. and does deals. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's that's a that's a good technique. I'm gonna to have to put my list of buyers and my list of sellers and go right through that and see if I can nail one together. And I hear about it all the time, but it's usually a week or two apart. So if you did them all within a day or two, you'd probably have you'd probably have a deal within a day or two. That's it. You know, you present yourself as you know you present yourself as the buyer. Hey, I'm looking for some deals. Do you have anything right now? Sure. And then you could just say, you know, well, listen, it's sometimes I come across people that have deals are trying to sell that I'm not interested in. Uh, would you want me to call you? Do you? Are you looking for a deal right now? And what are you looking for? Because if I find something that I don't like, I'll just send it to you. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? 
That's what we're that's what we're trying to do every day. A simple phone call. Mm-hmm. Just a simple phone yep. call. And that's the cool thing about what I, I like what you're doing with Craigslist there, Jack, because you can start collecting these phone numbers. You keep all these phone numbers in a database or a spreadsheet or whatever. And once every couple months, you can just follow up with all those old leads. Think about it. You've been calling rentals and landlords and FISBOs. Oh, I have leads. Yeah, I have leads yet to follow up from, from that little excursion. You know. So, yeah, you it's can just... matter. Yeah. Now you have a bunch of people yeah. you can call back again in a few months. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's buyers. There's a list there to keep in touch with buyers who are still looking. You know, they're still calling me to say, do you have anything else? We talked, we talked, um, you know, a month ago. Do you have anything else there? Do you have anything else there? Yeah, that's, that's so I amazing. put them in categories. I put them in categories of how much do they have? How much money do they put down? Uh, and what are they looking for? So. Yeah. And, and we're at Montana. Montana is a big state, so it, it does it does vary east to west, but it does work. So if they're looking for the western edge, or if they're looking for the eastern edge, or somewhere in between, I, I can put them down geographically. They want to they want a place on the Yellowstone River Byway that takes you from basically Livingston Bozeman area all the way up to Glendive. But uh, then they say, well, I've got $5,000 put down. Now, Montana is a lot different than Colorado. Colorado, they say, I've got 25000 to put down or something. And, uh, uh, you know, keep that nice little list going. So, yeah. Well, good for Never you. Ending. Very good. Good for you, Jack. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you telling your story. I know people are going to be inspired by this. Um, you may live in Montana. You may live in California or New York. And you can do deals in any part of the country, anywhere. Let's say you live in California. I'm not telling you to go into Montana because that's Jack's backyard. But, you know, you could go do exactly what Jack is doing in Montana right now if you wanted. Or how about Idaho? You know, uh, people want to live yeah. there. People want to live there. There's always going to be a demand. There's always going to be places where sellers are motivated. You just got to do the marketing. I had a client and a friend who was using this software to find deals for him. And uh, he had, he was every day scraping ads in Craigslist in about four sure. different markets, I think. And uh, just sending a bunch of emails and a bunch of texts. And because he was doing it so consistently for so long, uh, he had way more leads than he could handle. And, you know, he, he'd, get, he'd send messages to sellers asking them, do you want to do a lease purchase, or do you want to sell? And uh, you get more people that would say yes than you could respond to and follow up with. Now, that's, that, I'm not saying that's good. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. But that, that's what happens when you do con- effective, consistent marketing. So, well, thank you so much for your time, Jack. I appreciate it. Joe, I appreciate it. I appreciate your your time with me and time on the system, so. I'll be uh, I'll okay. be turning to you and listening to more of your podcast. I appreciate that. Hey, do you have any advice, Jack, real quick, to somebody who's interested in getting some more education, getting some coaching, getting some help? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I would I would definitely say that if they haven't tuned into what you're doing, is that they need to <laughs> turn to you and make a phone call give you an email or get in touch with you in any way, shape, or form. There literally isn't anything that I am doing that, that you haven't been teaching for quite some time. And yeah. uh, you put it together in such an organized format 
It's fantastic, and your support is great. I think I needed a note, just a quick little note. Now, I've been in the business a long time, probably have notes all over the place, and I just asked one of your people for a quick little note and uh, got back to me within 24 hours said, here's a note that we can use, and then I just structured it and had the gentleman sign off, notarize it, and send it over to me. No problem. Nice. No questions asked. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> nice. Nice, Jack. All right, well, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, take care, Jack. Bye-bye.